Welcome back to another episode of Gospel Centered Rest, where we talk about topics of life and theology, and we discuss how God's and Christ's promise of rest for the weary and heavy laden gives us strength for today and hope for tomorrow. Well, today it is just Pastor David Robinson and myself, Tyler Oldreeve, and we are discussing our second part of biblical counseling. Last time we discussed biblical counseling and its role in the church and the importance of biblical counseling. Hopefully we defined it pretty clearly. Uh, I think I think we did, David. What hope do you think? So. I hope so too. Although it's hard to do sometimes. Yeah. Because uh, what it, like to clearly define counseling or, yeah, it's, it's just difficult. Mm-hmm. We gave parameters. Yeah, we gave pr- a, a basic understanding of what we hold biblical counseling to be. Yeah, yeah. And and it, so if you haven't heard that episode yet, we encourage you to go back and listen to that. And today we're going to talk about the role of counseling within our lives individually, because that's a question that we get is, is how do we know when we need counseling? Um, do we, is it because of an, an event that happens in life? Is it a struggle that we have? Um, so we're hoping to to discuss that a little bit and unpack that a little bit and talk a little bit more about the importance of biblical counseling in the role and in the life of the believer. So David, the first question comes to us from Sacramento. Actually, it doesn't. (laughs) That would have been hilarious. It just comes to us from, uh, from a question that I wrote down. Yeah. While thinking about Sacramento. Yeah, while thinking about Sacramento. Um, the question is, is how do I know when it's time for me to ask someone, like my pastor or someone equipped for biblical care and biblical counseling for help? How do I know when, you know, I need help and so I need to go ask somebody for that help? Yeah, again, it's such a good question and... As, as I think about it, I think of two things. First of all, often the missing part of counseling, biblical counseling, or just counseling in general, is that we don't often talk about seeking to live and build or live healthy lives mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying this very well. What I think I mean is, you know, if you go to a doctor, yeah. part, part of the diet or part of, part of the, like, if you know, you have high blood pressure, then yeah. they'll tell you eat healthy and exercise. Yeah. And so we often depend a lot on counseling mm-hmm. and say, Oh, if, if I just go and do that yes. or go and talk yeah. to someone, or if I just go and see a professional counselor, um, and again, in no way to diminish that mm-hmm. at all. Um, but there is actually a lot that's provided for us, just how God created us yeah. and the resilience that we we have um, and how we are able to make it through a day, um, despite all the hurt and sometimes mm-hmm. the darkness that we travel through. But then there are just other things that would really help us out. Yeah. Um, and and often it's it's an interesting thing when you talk with people because it's almost like they want the magic bullet or they want, you know, this, this quick and easy exit from, from their, 
from their difficulties or from their pain. And, and completely under, that's just completely understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone else will help me do that. Um, mm-hmm. If I go and talk with someone, they'll give me a scripture passage or they'll give me some sort of something to help me through that. And just being able to say to people, you know, there's a lot that's done just in the normal everyday life. Yeah. Like build into your life you know, the word of God, mm-hmm. the common means of grace, you know, attend church, gather a community around you. Um, take the Lord's supper to be reminded often of the gospel, um, help out the, the sick, the poor, the vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been given a capacity to care. Now, I don't want to make that sound simple because I know that some people it's just, but I'm just saying in general, how mm-hmm. do we, and, and even just like learning good theology, yeah. Um, it's amazing. We'll talk, I'm sure we'll talk about this a bit later, but even just good theology will help prepare us for, for difficult times that we will go through. Um, because the Bible is very clear that, that we will suffer, um, in this life. So I think that's the first part is when we talk about counseling, I, I, I like to begin with a bigger picture yeah. that it's not just counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, it is God has given us this full orbed life and mm-hmm. all these entry points of healing yeah. and counseling can be a significant one, but without those other, um, without talking about those other areas that, um, that, that can help us, uh, I think that the impact of counseling mm-hmm. is significantly diminished. And then when, do you want to handle this? What do you think? Yeah, what like I, I totally agree. I think that we diminish the impact of the one another's in, in each other's lives. And the fact that that we as the church are in a way, like I, I want to be careful how I say this because it can be taken the wrong way, but we are called to to care for and counsel one another. Um, like you think about even the book of First Thessalonians, Paul ends the letter saying, therefore, encourage one another, build each other up as you are already doing, which is really, I mean, that's, that's what biblical counseling is, is building uh, each other up in the gospel and the truth of God's word. And then he goes on to say, even in verse 14, we exhort you brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle, comfort the discouraged. So that's something we can do with, with one another and help the weak be patient with everyone. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting, like like you're saying, like when you look at these epistles and you look throughout the Bible, there's so much that's commonly given by God's grace to the church through his word, mm-hmm. through the preaching of his word, even just like you said, studying a little bit of theology that God uses as a, as, as a big picture means, yeah. right? Yeah. And... Th- the recognition, as you said, that there's a, there's just a lot of informal conversations that yeah. in some ways are just really good counseling. So uh, you meet someone after church or you mm-hmm. give someone a phone call or even just um, taking them out to coffee and um, they ask you a question about their life and you listen well to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you say a few things, you pray with them and you follow up a week later or a few days later, that's, that's in some ways counseling, that's yeah. caring well for someone. So I think when, when do you need to go to counseling? 
I, I think sometimes people just know when, yeah. um, it's, yeah. it's, it's obvious their, their life is breaking down, they're, they're stuck. Um, but also recognizing that a lot of quote unquote counseling goes on just a normal everyday life. Mm-hmm. You sit down and you talk to your wife or your husband or a group of friends and you're just sharing, um, life together. That's you're, you're gaining wisdom. You're, you're understanding, you're listening to one another, you're, you're leading one another to, you know, following Christ more and encouragement and battling temptation and all those things. And then, uh, when that's taking place, um, and your, the hurt continues or there's unique circumstances in your life, then you may, you know, you, you, that lends itself to more formal counseling Mm -hmm. where you say, um, to, you know, and it could also be your friend, like, um, saying I, I would like someone you really respect, um, can I just sit down and talk to you specifically about this, about my past or the pain that I've been through or the depression that I'm going through, or you can go to a pastor, um, Mm -hmm. or, um, and, 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 or you could go to a professional counselor, um, as well. But there, there is, I, I still think there is something about being cared for by those who know you well. Yes. And that's not to diminish the world of professional counseling at all, but it is to, it's, it's, it's to say in the same breath while that's happening, there is something amazingly wonderful about me being able to go to somebody and who knows me and -hmm. who understands my story, Mm -hmm. um, and is just able to, to be honest and yet gracious with me. Mm-hmm. So there, yeah, there is informal and then there's more formal. Mm-hmm. And usually if we can't shake it, um, if, if we can't get through it, or if it's disrupting our lives in a significant way, um, on the other hand, some people are saying, well, you know, I, I'm a Christian. I shouldn't have counseling. I shouldn't have to go to counseling. Yeah. And yeah. the word of God is one big counseling manual. So every time you do your devotions or, you know, you're in church hearing the word of God, you're being counseled. You're being mm-hmm. cared for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a, that's an important point to make. Even like our friendships can be those, those moments of counseling because those people do know us well, our spouses. Mm -hmm. Um, I even just think of of a friend of mine who he just, he's known me for so long and knows me so well. And those are things that uh, I struggle at the things that, um, might be, um, might be encouraging, whatever it is, but he just knows what to say and when to say it. And, mm-hmm. um, when you're with those people that you don't really have to do a lot of explaining yeah. that they just know you, uh, that can be a, a tremendous moment for you. And it could be a friend. It could be yeah. somebody in, in, in your family, but I guess yeah. like, sorry, just to inter- yeah. because, and then like you and I talk about this, we, yeah. you know, we, you, we balance, like you, you, it is good to have a friend, but yeah. you could also see the, the importance of going to someone that you maybe don't know totally as well. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe it's like, maybe it ends up being a combination. Like somebody who just hears it from a different perspective mm-hmm. brings with them a different type of wisdom and, um, and someone who maybe specializes in a certain area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that, that could be really helpful as well. Well, I, I, I just think back over, I'm sure you could do the same, David, but I just think back over the s- several years that I've been involved in biblical counseling and providing biblical counseling for others. Um, I think of a few cases where individuals have come to me because of, you know, word of mouth or they heard from somebody else or whatever it is. And, and they've come. And I, I remember one, one individual, uh, maybe this will kind of segue into the next 
discussion about theology too. One individual didn't know him at all. And we met probably a few times. Um, he was struggling with, 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 with certain things. And we just, we just opened up the book of Colossians together and just started going through Colossians verse by verse. And, um, he got through the greeting. So grace, mercy, and peace. Mm -hmm. And then it was like a light bulb went off in his mm -hmm. head. And that, that is what the Lord used to, to speak to him, uh, mm -hmm. in that moment to that situation to help him see God's glory and to see the gospel in a, in a way that he hasn't seen in comparison to what he was dealing with. Yeah. Um, so again, that was somebody I didn't know. Mm -hmm. He didn't know me. And after that, I mean, we, we haven't been in touch, um, touch since, but, um, but there's lots of moments where God can use somebody that, that you don't know. Uh, I know personally conversations I've had with people, um, that I don't know <laughs> very well yeah. <laughs> that the yeah. Lord used. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I think that's an important part, which brings us into the role of theology, I guess, um, mm -hmm. this isn't in our script, but, um, you had mentioned earlier how important even like theology can be used, mm -hmm. you know, uh, an understanding of grace, mercy, and peace, um, can be used. Uh, do you want to expand, expand on that a little bit? Yeah. As I understand the biblical counseling scene or biblical care and counseling, um, the church often, and, and, you know, this might be an overstatement, but the church often has no problem with professional counseling. Yeah. And that's good because, you know, the, the, there's common grace there that we can understand humanity and our struggles and all of that. And when people, when I talk to people about biblical counseling, I say, um, in, in, all like if, if everybody's gathered at the table, all we're asking for is for biblical care and counseling to have a seat at that table. Yeah. And so if we think about um, our lives and the people that we invite into our hearts to speak into our hearts, we will turn to, you know, um, professional counselors we will turn to, you know, coaches, Oprah's, mm -hmm. all of this, <laughs> yeah. they'll all speak into our life. But for the last hundred or so years, somehow the church has been relegated to another room yeah. that only cares for spiritual matters. Um, and so people will understand if they say, um, you know, like I want, you talk about biblical counseling and care. Well, I'm not really struggling with sin. I'm just struggling with brokenness. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, so biblical counseling is almost understood as just our spiritual struggles. And it, it, it I mean, the, the Bible is so much more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we understand the, the vast impact on our lives um, because the, the, the Bible treats us not just as, you know, not just our souls, but also our bodies. Mm -hmm. uh, if you look at who Jesus was with um, in, um, uh, in his ministry, he spent time around, you know, not just sinners, but just broken people. So again, a, a, an example that I like to use is um, the sinful woman who's at Simon the Pharisees. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a remarkable story. Um, and Jesus asked the question, you know, who loves more, yeah. forgiven much, forgiven little. And um, then Jesus turns around and says to this woman, uh, your sins are forgiven and... Um, I think his last words are go in peace. 
Mm-hmm. And peace is so powerful because not only, so, so I think that the, like not only were her sins forgiven, but to go in peace is to go with wholeness. Mm-hmm. In other words, at that moment, Jesus recognized her brokenness. And you can imagine like a sinful woman, what her life would be like after, you know, just being broken by society, being broken by men. Um, and now you have a savior who also, so it's not just Jesus concerned. It's not just that her sins be forgiven, but that she goes in peace. She goes in whole, like her, the gospel begins to rebuild wholeness in our brokenness. Yeah. And so when I say let's, let's have the Bible and biblical counseling and biblical care and the application of biblical care, um, in people's lives. Can, can we at least have a seat at the table in your heart, in your mind to begin to explore that God's word um, and who God is and the Holy Spirit and the teaching of God um, can have a profound impact on your life? And I think we touched on this last time. So, mm-hmm. for example, people say, well, the, the Bible doesn't talk about eating disorders. And, and it doesn't in many ways, but the Bible talks a lot about food and the Bible can also talk a lot, a lot about some of the fears that cause eating disorders. Yeah. And so, yes, if you have an eating disorder, go and talk to someone who specializes in eating disorders, take it seriously. It's, it's harsh or it's hard. It's difficult. It's, you know, it traps people. It's just, it's just, you know, we, we want to empathize and, but we also want to say, but can the word of God and can Christian care also be part of your table, um, mm-hmm. of your heart and mind, where we explore things like fear or, you know, image or whatever else it might be that somebody's struggling with and, and saying, like, here's, here, God's word brings a lot of healing, a lot mm-hmm. of peace. And mm-hmm. we think peace is, you know, oh, I'll feel better, but peace is this slow, can be the slow rebuilding of mm-hmm. wholeness into our lives. Mm-hmm. And I, I think sometimes we are, we are told in society and in life that, that we need to find a way. And, and sometimes this is true, but um, we need to pursue this, this pursuit of, of getting fixed that it's like, you know, we have this struggle and there just has to be a way to fix this struggle. There just has to be like, like you're saying earlier, a, a formula to fix the brokenness that I'm, that I'm facing. But what we see in scripture is, is the gospel, how the gospel speaks sometimes to those situations is not necessarily a fix uh, in that sense. Like you think of Paul and the thorn in the flesh, he said he pleaded with Christ three times to take it away. And, and Christ's response was, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. And, and what we see throughout scripture in the gospel is that there is a journeying with each other, with one another, that Christ journeys with us through our brokenness, that he promises to be with us, to give us the strength in times of weakness. Um, and so that's really what I think separates something like biblical counseling apart from maybe some other areas of counseling, especially when it comes to the church, because the church says, I'm, I'll, I'll be there for I'll be there for your wedding. I'll be there for your funeral. I'll be there for the hard times in life. I'll, I'll be there for the good times. I'll, I'll be there for when the babies are born. Mm -hmm. Um, but the church is there to journey through all of these aspects of life, the ups and downs of life. Um, and it's more than just, um, going to get something fixed. It's, it's, I'm, 
I'm I'm going to be present with you yeah. as as Christ promises to be and, with a, us. and a journey of grace. Yeah, like, like it's not, and and that's where I think that's part of the challenge of I think one of the biggest challenges of biblical counseling is that the Bible's way too honest. Yeah, <laughs> sure. In a really good way, yeah. the Bible gives us such surprising answers and. Even as believers, they're not always the answers that we want. Yes, yeah. the The Bible is brutally honest um, with us, and sometimes it's easier to hear toned down answers. Yeah, like if we even think of a theology of suffering, mm-hmm. the Bible gives some very, very difficult answers to that. Um, mm-hmm. and and it's hard to suffer in this life, and it's hard to suffer when part of what we need to discuss is how honest the Bible is with our suffering. Um, but if that's yeah. the, if that's one of the great challenges of biblical care and counseling, then I think one of the great privileges and something that the world just cannot beat the Bible at is hope. Yeah. Um, because God's answers are incredibly truthful, but um, God's answers at the same time bring just incredible hope. Mm-hmm. And, and like you mentioned, Paul and the thorn, whatever that was, he had to, he had to learn weakness. So that's mm-hmm. an honest answer. So whatever I'm going through, yeah, yeah. do I want to learn weakness? That's not usually like when I go into counseling, I'm not saying God, show me my weakness mm-hmm. so that I can exhibit your power. Um, but at the same time, Paul's answer is, incredibly hopeful, hope filled, um, that, uh, God's grace is sufficient for him. Mm-hmm. And what a, what an amazing answer that is that if, if we just knew that, if I just knew that in my life and I received God's honest answer that I would learn in a more intimate way, God's grace and that it's sufficient. So, yeah, biblical care and counseling and the and the wisdom of God. It's 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 very honest, but it's very hope filled. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think I think we've we've discussed this question in a roundabout way, but I don't know. Maybe there's something else you would you'd like to add to it. But why should we go to the church for care instead of just going straight to somewhere outside the church? Uh, why is it important that we consider the church, our church? and other believers as part of the journey with us. Yeah. I, I think for, I could, a number of reasons, but I'll, I'll say at least two. First of all, I think, like I said, the, the, the Bible is very honest and mm-hmm. God's very honest, but God created us. And that's the beautiful thing. Like God, God knows, and, and God knows not only the brokenness in our lives and the brokenness in our culture and the brokenness um, in our bodies, you know, mental health struggles and, and all of that. Um, but because mm-hmm. he is the great creator and as his children, because he is our great father, biblical counseling is sitting down with the creator father who knows me yeah. and his Bible was written knowing me and knowing us in general, um, to bring healing and hope, um, and, and, um, and health into our lives. Now the healing hope and health might look very different 
than than what we want it to. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can trust the goodness of God um, in those moments as well. So um, I think that's that's one thing. What was the question again? Um, no, I think that that, that pretty that, much that pretty wait, much answers it. What, I think, but yeah, what was it again? Just, just so um, that I know that if I answer, yeah, the right why one. should I go to my church <laughs> for oh, for care? Like yeah, why 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 should the, the church be yeah. be a part of the be a yeah. part of the process? And and the the other thing that I wanted to mention was biblical care and counseling in Scripture goes deeper than behavior. Yes. So biblical care and counseling is not like even. Let's say, for an example, um, marriage counseling. Um, you can change behaviors in marriage to make it a good marriage once mm-hmm. again. But the Bible always goes deeper, and that's to the heart. And the heart is, in essence, who we are, why we do what we do. Yep. Um, and so what is the overflow of our heart? Uh, and, and so... That, so, so the change that happens isn't just a surface change. Um, and I think that brings comfort to those who receive biblical care and counseling because sometimes in change, one of the questions is, like, how do I know that that person is genuine? Mm. Or how do I know that forgiveness is genuine? Or how do I know that repentance is genuine? Or, like, are, are they just going to fake it for the next little while? And then, and, and, but if biblical counseling and care starts with the heart and not behavior, then the change comes from the inside, comes from the gospel, and not a small view of the gospel, but a big view of the gospel, like a, the, the sinful woman view of the gospel, where it's not just the forgiveness of sins, but it's being, um, it is going in peace. Mm. And God's going to rebuild what was broken in our lives. And then the ultimate hope is the eternal glory to come when everything will be rebuilt to its perfection and, and there will be no more struggle. And what that does is it gives people confidence in the process that when, if they're just going through behavior change, well, how long will that last? But if they're going through heart change and their spouse is going through heart change, then that not only brings behavior change, but that brings a depth um, into your relationship that you would have never known before mm-hmm. or that you had lost and, and want to regain. Mm-hmm. That's, that's great. That's great. It's been good. a really good discussion. One, one final question mm-hmm. uh, would be, uh, this is kind of a very practical one, but what does a, what does a biblical counseling or care session look like? Like if we were to step into David Robinson's office, <laughs> Um, how, how, how do you, what, what would, what, what could we expect from that first visit? Yeah. Um, from the first visit, I would just want you to know that you are loved no matter mm-hmm. the story that you tell, mm-hmm. uh, loved in Christ, um, no matter the place that you find yourself in, no matter what you think of yourself, no matter what others mm-hmm. think of you, um, and you are ultimately loved um, and have the offer of the love of Christ in your life. Um, he welcomes us into his presence. And then that you're, you can freely share your story um, and be received with, with truth and grace. In other words, if, if I'm going through something difficult in my life, I want truth and I desire grace. Yeah. Um, and then how do we journey together? Mm-hmm. What does it look like to a heart change that brings about new fruit? Um, or just just being able to 
find rest again, Mm -hmm. um, that, that it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And, uh, there, there's hope in the gospel. There's hope in, in, you know, our mental health issues. There's hope in our, uh, relational issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, um, you know, hopefully other sessions, we journey through that hope, um, with truth and grace, knowing that they're loved by Christ ultimately, um, and exploring what that looks like. Well, thank you, Mister. This has Good. been Thanks, a Tyler. Uh, this has been a great conversation to continue. Um, last week again, we opened things up, and this is episode two in this series, and we're going to do at least one more. So come back and join us. You can visit us online at gospelcenteredrest.com or .ca. And we'd love to uh, to even hear from you if you've if you've got a question. You can always send us a question through our website, and we would love to even address some questions that may come in through our website.